there's just so much to see outside of the bubble of comfort. And I want to help others who have that desire to go see it and to do it in a way that they're still progressing in their career because it's so possible with remote work. Welcome everybody, ladies and gentlemen, digital nomads, hybrid and remote workers to The Future is Remote, the podcast where we talk about the future of work, but more specifically about what it means to live and be remote. Very excited today to have with me on the show in the virtual studio, Christine Vieira. So excited to be here and chat more about remote work and the future of work. Thanks for having me. The, the pleasure is mine. Where in the world are you? I am back in Buenos Aires, Argentina, where my remote journey started. But you're saying that's back. I keep reading your, your LinkedIn and it seems like you're just about everywhere. Most recently in, in Rio? Yes, I was in Rio for three months. Also a beautiful city. Big language challenges since Portuguese. I'm early on in the journey there. But I was just there and then headed back here for spring, which is my favorite season in Buenos Aires. It's beautiful here. Thank you again so much for coming on the show. For my listeners who, who might not know who you are yet, Christine Vieira is a digital nomad career and lifestyle coach. A lifestyle coach. What does that mean? Oh, it means we're all powerful beings that can curate our life. And it's helping others look within to curate theirs to what most fulfills and lights them up inside. I like that. To, to what lights you up inside. But, but how do you do that? How, how do you help people with their lifestyle? It's all about space and powerful questioning, which is what coaching is all about. I'm not here to tell them what it is for them because we each know what that is within. It's just hard when we're in our heads or when we're alone to uncover and find those answers. So as a coach, I'm here to provide the space and the guidance to help uncover what that looks like for them and to work through any fear, limiting beliefs, any blocks to turn that into their reality. And, and who do you help? I've pivoted my business now to remote as it's my passion. And originally my journey into career and lifestyle coaching was through big life transitions and career challenges that had led me to this passion to help others to navigate their own career and lifestyle. So originally it was finding fulfillment in general and career and lifestyle. And then through my personal journey, moving abroad and becoming remote, I found so much beauty in doing this in the remote setting. So now it's about finding greater fulfillment and crafting a lifestyle based on remote work and a remote lifestyle. And obviously remote has blown up the last couple of years because of this pandemic that we've all heard about. But you did this prior to the pandemic, right? Yeah, I, the funny thing is my expat journey evolved into digital nomadism. Some people go straight to be a digital nomad, right? Especially now as it's growing. But I was an expat and I lived abroad and really just wanted more flexibility and freedom to enjoy where I was and to see more South America. So I sought out remote work in 2019. I took a leap from my nine to five and I was like, I got to make this happen. And I went through an intense job search. And I've had an HR recruiting background, which is part of what's guided my career coaching journey. 2020, was my plan was to take it throughout South America. And all of a sudden, the world was remote and we were locked down. Right. It, it was surreal. <laughs> but, but during that process, a, a lot of people, they weren't necessarily traveling, but they were forced to work remotely or, or outside of the office. 
how did that impact you or, or your business? Yeah, it was very surreal. End of 2019, early 2020, I was starting to code with a company in the US and we had a big pool of clients and I had my own clients. And this actually helped me to support others who were managing the transition since I had been living it and learning. So I started to lead workshops and webinars about transitioning to remote work, how to thrive in the setting, how to communicate, also just how to find your balance. Well-being was very important as we were all navigating some crazy times. So how to find your balance and how to log off and really disconnect. And I really tried to make these webinars fun because I think so many people were like, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, hey, everyone, I've loved this. Like, here's how to love it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It really just allowed me to help others through the transition. So while it was very surreal, I was like, okay, great. Now time to share about what I've been doing and what I've been learning. So we talk about a lot of different things when we say remote. We talk about hybrid. We talk about digital nomads. We talk about fully remote. What, what is the difference between these terms? Oh my, how it's evolving, right? <laughs> Let's take digital nomad. That can take different forms. It can be an entrepreneur and a freelancer. It can be someone with a fully remote job. The key with digital nomad is it's the freedom to be in different destinations and to explore while working, right? But I have to say, there's so many labels, and I have a lot of feelings on labels, which I've expressed on LinkedIn a bit, but I feel that labels just help us to better understand something, but that we're always evolving and that we can encompass so many different things. So for example, taking digital nomad, I like to embody digital slow mad. Yes, I was going there. Like you invented your own label. Because it just felt best to me for how I like to live this lifestyle. I love living it at a lower pace to feel that I'm cultural connection and to really immerse. So slow mad came out of that. But to get back to that question quickly, digital nomad is more that freedom to roam and to take your work to other places, but the work can take different forms versus remote worker is when you're in fully remote work, say working for a company that can take different forms. Now there's remote first companies, there's those transitioning to remote. It's really an evolving place right now, as I'm sure you know, which confuses it for a lot of people, at, at least for the, the employers out there, because they say they're offering a remote, but what they might be offering is a couple of days flexible per, per week. I think over time, we're going to get better and we're going to find ways to describe what it is we, we want the need as individuals and what we can offer us as companies. A hundred percent. And I think that something I hear from clients that gets frustrating is that lack of like clarity on a job description, say where it's like, is this fully remote or is this slightly hybrid or is this only this region? And hopefully as the awareness grows, that becomes more and more transparent for both sides. Because there's such a big, big difference between fully remote and just slightly hybrid. Because if you are slightly hybrid and you are expected to come into the office every now and then, suddenly that limits your ability to move, right? That means you need to live near the office so you can do that commute, even though if it's only a day per week. So it, it allows a lot of the things that we talk about, less of a commute, more flexibility, easier way to, to manage your, your life, but it's not remote. Exactly. So the world is slowly returning to, to normal. I'm not going to be the one to call off the pandemic, but a lot of people have realized that they're able to be effective, productive, and happy not being in the office. But now we have this backlash to return to office where, where managers, leaders, companies are saying, ah, 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 ah you guys got to come back. 
What what would be your advice to somebody who's working in a situation like that, being forced back into the office, but knowing that they might want something different from life? Yeah, this is this is something that's definitely a more common scenario as things normalize, right? And I think that that person really has to reflect on what's going to bring them the most happiness. And I always say, like, have a conversation with your manager because you never know what that could lead to, you know, especially if you have a great relationship, the company has flexibility there, but see what you can do internally first. But if remote is what you really want and that's what brings you the most happiness, it's time to start taking action to go after that remote job, right? Doesn't necessarily mean having to like take the full leap from your job. But it could be like on the side, starting your job search, right? There's different levels of risk people are open to. But I would say just, I mean, now that everyone has had the taste of remote, if it's something that you really desire, not holding yourself back from going after that because the world is shifting and remote is growing and there are opportunities. So not necessarily doing what I did, just quit my my dream job at Google, buy a one-way ticket to Spain, buy a house, but but maybe taking a, a more risk-adverse approach right, where you can start small. As a career coach, tell me about that journey. What what could I do differently? I still applaud you for taking the risk because I believe high risk, high return. For, for me, it was the right thing to do. For me, it was right, but, but I understand it's not, not necessarily the right thing for everybody. Yes, exactly. And that's why coaching is so powerful because it's a space to help someone uncover what path they want to take and to help them take that dedicated action on that path. Because we all have unique desires and we also have unique levels of risk we're willing to take, right? And as a coach, I'm here to give those extra pushes to support someone to go after whatever they're seeking, but also be gentle because we all have different levels or different paths that we feel most comfortable with, right? In different situations, say finances and things like that. So in career coaching, it's really about helping someone get clear, for example, on what is this remote that they are really seeking, whether it's a pivot or they're taking their current occupation fully remote, since there's so many different roles now that are remotely, say, after 2020, and then helping to build a plan to go after that and take that dedicated action because the action piece is so important. And also to give them the extra pushes because even if high risk is not what they're seeking, like taking a full leap, also it takes some risk, right, to make change. So yeah. letting helping them lean into risk and get more comfortable with that. I think that that's important, but the action is key, the movement. Who is your perfect client? So along those lines, my perfect client is someone who is ready to go fully remote. Like they are ready for remote work, excited about it, and want to take the journey into finding that great remote fit. Also, someone who's seeking to take that abroad, like whether it's Spain, Argentina, there's so much possibility now with remote work on where you take it. And that's a whole nother step in the journey is balancing out work in foreign destinations. But I really believe that when the passion is there and when the drive, the results will happen. So I want to support that passion and help them to make that a reality and to enjoy just the beauty of the world. There's just so much to see outside of the bubble of comfort. And I want to help others who have that desire to go see it and to do it in a way that they're still progressing in their career because 
it's so possible with remote work. That's, that's beautiful. It gives me goosebumps hearing you talk about it because you don't know what you don't know. But, but there's so much out there, right? And, and only by daring to take that step can you get to, to experience it. I love that. You don't know what you don't know. And that's the beauty of getting out of your comfort zone is because once you see more of what you don't know, you get this drive to keep seeing more and more. And it just really opens your mind what does it take to be a great digital nomad or, or a great remote worker? Well, that was a perfect transition because open mind, <laughs> open mind is key. I'd say growth mindset, yeah. open mind, being willing to let go and unlearn things that you thought were the way things are. I cannot tell you how much my mindset has shifted Thanks to this lifestyle, also becoming a coach, that was a whole journey. I would not be the same person today if it weren't for moving abroad and traveling. The people I've met, the different cultures, it's just magic. And I will say that is a key quality. And if you don't have it, you'll learn it in the lifestyle. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> exactly. Also, passion. Passion. I Like I said earlier, that will take you far. Passion for exploration, adventuring. Discipline, that is key with work. It's You've got maybe a beach next to you. You've got a whole culture to explore and you've got work to do. So it's a balance. That's a hard one. It's an ongoing challenge. I will say that after years still that remains, but you grow in it and it becomes, you find methods to become even more disciplined. Flexibility and resourcefulness, a hundred percent. There's challenges and you got to figure it out. One of my favorite quotes is a Murray Forleo quote, everything is figure outable because it truly is. And this lifestyle, you're always figuring things out on the go. Everything is figure out the figure out. Repeat, please. <laughs> I was stumbling on those words too. <laughs> Marie Forleo, she has a book about it. And the quote is, everything is figure outable. Figure outable. I think I got it. Figure outable. You got it. <laughs> That's a new word for, for my dictionary. It's been an abroad mantra for me. Whenever I'm in a challenge or, and this is what she talks about in her book too, or I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to figure this out? I'm like, everything is figureoutable. Solution. Go into solution mode. So as a slow mad, what, what are some of the, the great places you've, you've seen or, or experienced? Yeah, so I have my journeys in mainly in Latin America, South America and Mexico, and I'm a little obsessed. I don't know how I'm going to leave. <laughs> but through that, I I would say I ended up in Mexico in 2020 as one of the few places that accepted nomads and travelers, but it was a gift because Mexico is beautiful and there's so much magic to explore there and I fell in love with Mexico City. And then the Chiapas region, which is a lot of natural beauty and um, waterfalls and canyons. And I don't know, honestly, I would say all of South America, Brazil, I felt the same. Argentina feels like a home to me. I just love Latin America. I, I was planning on backpacking through South America, I think maybe 10 years ago. I started in Rio de Janeiro. I had eight weeks. And after six weeks, I was still in Rio de Janeiro. I just loved the place. <laughs> After just leaving there, I so hear that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did make it to Peru. I, I did make it to Mexico afterwards, but but I fell in love with Brazil. I love to hear that, and I'm glad that you allowed yourself just to be and enjoy it, 
because I think something that can happen with travel backpacking too is when there's like a set agenda, people can feel like, oh, I've got to be there by there by this date, that date. And just flowing is like what I think is the beauty with travel. So what's next for you? What's, um, what's on your horizon? I am in Buenos Aires until the end of the year and then heading back to see family for the holidays. And next year's itinerary, like I was just saying, flowing, I very much stay open and flow. So I don't have a set itinerary yet, but I know it will involve two places, which is Puerto Rico and France, because I have two very close uh, friend and family members weddings to attend. And so my nomad journey will be dictated by weddings, which I'm very excited about. So you have a couple of points that are somewhat guiding you in your journeys. When, when you are in Europe, you are more than welcome to come to, to Spain. One of the things I'm considering is opening up a remote house, co-living space for, for remote and digital nomads. So, so more to come on that, but, but you are more than welcome to come and say hi. Finally, I, I love to end these episodes with a gift, a gift to the listeners. So if you were to give one piece of advice for somebody wanting to build a remote work life, what would you suggest they, they do or think? Well, as a coach and as a core to my like life journey, I would say, listen and follow your intuition and don't be afraid to take risks. Listen, follow your intuition and don't be afraid to take risk. If I wanted to contact you, if I wanted to, to sign up as a client, if I wanted to get your help, how do I find Kristen Vieira? So you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm sharing more about the lifestyle there. And that's at Kristen Vieira. I also have Instagram where I kind of share where I'm in Latin America and more about digital nomad tips and remote work. And that's Kristen C. Vieira. And I have a website, which is kvieracoaching.com. And for all the slow mads out there or who like to slow travel, I have a community called Digital Slow Mads on Facebook which is just for us to share more about our slow mad journeys. Go follow Kristen just about anywhere. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure having you, hearing about your adventures and, and taking part of some of your advice. And thanks for having me. And I look forward to connecting in Europe at your remote hub. And I'm staying tuned for that. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Christine Vieira. If you enjoyed the show today, please make sure to hit subscribe. And if you want to support us, head out on your LinkedIn, on your social media and share the episode. It would mean a lot. My name is Kenneth Hellerman. This was The Future is Remote.